Hey, what's up, y'all? Chinks here. Most of us are stuck at home. Like, I'm talking to you off my crib right now. And for the record, I haven't showered today. And yesterday, yesterday, I had chips for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. So I don't have access to the fancy Brooklyn studio where we usually record mogul. Like your favorite artist at the beginning of their music career, me and the rest of the mogul team can't make a polished studio album right at this moment. And when musicians are in positions like this, they usually just work with what they have. The end product is immediate, fun, and just raw. It's why I love mixtapes. Think of some of the greatest music you've ever heard. Little Wayne's Drought 3, J. Cole's The Warm Up, Jay-Z's S. Carter Collection, classic music. All of them are mixtapes. So that's what we're gonna do here. We're gonna try something new. Every Wednesday, we'll bring you episodes where we talk to people we love and admire about their favorite moments in hip hop. And most of them will be talking to us from their couches at their homes. We're gonna go back in time with rappers, singers, and cultural commentators as they reminisce on the first album they loved or their favorite opening lines of a song or even hip hop's most exciting beeps. Because whenever the present is in a place you wanna be, music is always the perfect way to escape. Now, we're bringing you this first episode as a special preview. To hear the rest of the series, listen for free on Spotify. I'm Brandon Jenkins, and these are the Mogul Mixtapes. This episode features one of the best event hosts in hip-hop, Hands down, one of the funniest dudes I've ever met. And he's a man whose real first name I do not know. Mouse Jones. And Mouse is great at a lot of things. But if you ask him... To be honest, I'm just a nigga that be talking shit for real. Like, that's really all it is. <laughs> um, that's really all. Every, everything circles back to that. Like, everything circles back to my ability to be able to talk shit. I feel like that simplifies it. But, like, people need to understand, like, to be able to do that as a profession means you got to be able to talk shit at like a very high level. <laughs> yes, yes. This, this is not low level. This is not surface line shit talking here. Like this is this is tried and Luxury. true. <laughs> this is tried and true, barbershop tested, lunchroom tested, gangster approved. Like this is, yeah, yeah. You had to earn your stripes to talk this kind of shit. Where where are you recording from? Where where are you speaking to me from? So I'm you know, I'm on Long Island, um, where I where I was born and raised. I'm I'm on uh, Long Island with my family. Yeah. So I'm out here. I'm at my parents' house. I'm at my childhood house. I'm sleeping in my childhood room. What's so, that like? Man, you ever want to not feel grown? You if you ever want to <laughs> not feel grown, go live on your own for mad years, and then come stay at your parents' house. Facts. Like that's what it feels like. Everything I've been doing is wrong. Everything I've been doing, no, you can't do that here. You need to go. It's like, oh, man. You know, with black families, it's, it just is what it is. So it's like, all right, Ma, you got it. <laughs> um, I think with this podcast, a lot of what we're doing is going back in time, right? Like we're thinking about moments that we're nostalgic about, moments that made us laugh, that were interesting to us, that um, we talked about with our friends. And I know for you, one of those moments was, I believe, the, the beef between 50 Cent and Ja Rule. There's no greater beef in hip hop, I don't care what it is. There's no greater beef than the beef between Curtis Jackson and Jeffrey Atkins. So I get, like, even take me back to this time where you're like 2000, 2001, like sort of. Right. What's this? What's the What's the rap world look like for Mouse? Right. Back then, Ja Rule was running radio to some extent. 
up. Make some noise, man, for Ja Rule. I mean, obviously, he had to share it with the uh, with the Nellies, of course, and uh, the DMXs and all that. But Ja Rule was a presence on the radio. You weren't you you didn't have to go find his music. His music found you. Do you remember what songs? Um, yeah, uh, especially 106 and Park Days, uh, Living It Up, uh, Ja Rule Case. Come on, come on, come on. Um, Damn, missing you, um, case. Um, you know, I remember the um Jaws song. What was the name of the song he had with J Lo? That's when I felt like I was like, oh shit, Jaws on. He's on top. Are you That one. Fuck. What's the name of that record? Damn, I'm, I'm drawing with, a with blank. With the music but... video, he's got the Jordan 16s on. Yes. She's got yeah. like the pink, like uh, velour short set. Like I'm going to tell you. I'm bro. real. I'm, I'm real. real. The I'm real remix. Crazy. Because that's when, that's when I was like, oh, because I was fronting on J-Lo for, for a long time. Like I was fronting on J-Lo. Like I didn't want to hear nothing from J-Lo, but this goes to this goes to the credit of what, what hip hop was doing that time in the mainstream. The minute Ja Rule got on it, we accepted yeah. it. We're now looking at J Lo like one of ours. Like it felt it felt hood, but it also felt like this sing song melody that made all those songs like pop. I, w- I the only the only disagreement I would, it to me uh, it always felt like an escape from the hood, right? Hmm. Whether it's through falling in love or getting on, you know, we're looking at Ja Rule on the MTV stages and, and you're like, oh, they accept him over there. So it was like, and it didn't feel hood to me. It felt like we could get out the hood, hmm. especially growing up at that time and you're dealing with your first crushes and all that. It's like, I'm 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 playing those Ja Rule records because it's like, I don't got to be tough right now. You get what I mean? I don't got to be tough. I'm trying to let you know. Uh, 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 <laughs> <pain>. <laughs> try to let you know, shorty. I'm trying to let you know something. At this point in time, 50 Cent doesn't have the resume Jaru has. He doesn't have the the star power that Jaru has. Jaru is sort of this. He's positioned himself as this sort of like hip hop heartthrob. Yes, and. At this point in time, some point he gets caught up in this beef. At some point he becomes like the target for 50 Cent. Like where were you at and sort of how old were you when you first um when you first like became of knowledge of this beef? So um just so I preference it, a lot of this is gonna revolve around my time spent in my uncle's bob shop. I was the sweeper boy. So that whole time being there every day, Saturdays, Fridays, being in there all day sweeping up. Mm-hmm. So I remember there was these kids that came from Queens and they always would talk about, yo, 50 lit, 50 lit. Like, well, they wasn't saying lit, but they was like, yo, 50, 50. I'm like, who's 50? And like, who would, who would ever believe a nigga named 50? And so something made me say, okay, I got to see what the fuck is going on. Let's dive deep. The 50 Cent Ja Rule beef is like a never ending title match that's been going on and on and on for something like two decades. And every time you think it's over, Somebody gets sucker punched, literally. Or a chain gets snatched, or somebody gets stabbed. Before you know it, you find yourself listening to all the latest diss tracks 20, 30, 40 times, pouring over the lyrics and bopping your head to the sound of these two hip hop heavyweights just going at it, calling each other everything 
but a child of God. Let's talk about the song I Smell Pussy for a minute, right? So you smell that? What's that? That song has zero to do with beef. But for whatever that song is a that song is about them singing to a woman about whatever about sex or sleeping with them. But you don't think about that. You think it's a beef song because for the first minute and a half, I smell pussy. Is that you, Jive? I smell pussy. Is that you, Blake? I smell pussy. Is that you, Irv? Y'all niggas just pussy. Like. He just went and put that in the beginning of the song. Like, you got, think about that. <laughs> you know, it's something I, I've been thinking about in all this stuff. Like, in the very beginning, 50's sort of this um, this lesser-known character, right? Like, yes. Ja Rule's Ja Rule. Like you said, like, he's on MTV stages. He has music videos with these, like, you know, these huge, like, you know, these icons that are growing, these R&B singers. Mm-hmm. Like, why did he even allow himself to get wrapped up in a beef with someone who wasn't on his level? Like, why did why did that happen? I think what happens is when it's real, you can't avoid it. So if this was just like uh, the best way I could put it, somebody outside the club just making a whole bunch of noise because they can't get in, I don't think Mm -hmm. it would have the same type of response, even with all the success, right? But because it was real, Ja Rule had to respond as a man. Ja Rule couldn't just sit by and let this keep going. Like I remember hearing on What Up Gangsta on the radio. And being like, no, no, what do you, Ja Rule, what are you gonna, you have to respond. When we come back, Ja Rule is forced to respond. But is it too late? Hey, Mogul listeners. On this season of the Mogul Mixtapes, we've got stories of hip-hop's craziest parties, flyest fashions, best verses. Like that's an all-time underrated, unbelievable beat. Greatest collabs and nastiest beefs. And maybe I'm a sick, sick man, but that is the part of the game that I love. It's like chef's kiss. Episodes drop every Wednesday exclusively on Spotify. Tune in to hear from your favorite people in the game talking about their favorite moments in hip-hop. We've got Ludacris. I'm one of those people that is like, why well, tiptoe through life to arrive safely at death? <laughs> We've got T.I. I just really wanted to hear the curse word. I wanted to hear how far they were willing to go. I was like, yo, people can do this? And many more. But to hear it, you gotta listen on Spotify. It's pretty easy. You don't gotta wait in line. You don't gotta go outside. Just search Mogul and hit follow to get all the latest drops in your feed as soon as they come out. The Mogul Mixtapes. Listen now for free on Spotify. As far as Mouse is concerned, the beef between 50 Cent and Ja Rule is one-sided. 50 always had the upper hand. To Mouse, 50 was like Kimbo Slice fighting some guy on the street. This was a round one knockout, <laughs> and Ja Rule would have ja did better if he just took the stand and eight count. But I think round two happens when 50 Cent is in that throne as like the king of hip hop and, you know, Massacre comes out and um, Beg for Mercy comes out and all the G-Unit releases platinum number one albums and then everybody gets into the beef. Mm. You got the Hail Mary freestyle with 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 Busser calling Jeffrey by his, calling Ja Rule Jeffrey Atkins, like, Hey Jeffrey, what the fuck you come involving me for? When Ja Rule can't ignore it anymore, he lets loose change off which Ja Rule to this day has my favorite bar. 
like if we're talking about favorite bars in hip hop, I got like a top ten. Ja Rule's on there when he tells Eminem to uh, uh he says Eminem, you never gonna be like pain, you never gonna have braids. But you could become the first white rapper slain. Just get your money, man. When he did that, I said, "Loose change was a moment for me." I'd be alive if I didn't say loose change was fire. It just wasn't enough, and it was too late. That's what I was gonna say. It was like clapback was clapback was garbage. Yo, but I love the clapback beat. The clapback beat is fire, but the song is garbage. Clapback, we gon' clapback, we gon' clapback. I'm like, what? Who's we? (laughs) I'm like, we gon' clap. Who the fuck is we? I'm not in this with you. When you look at this whole scenario in retrospect, what makes 50 the perfect, the perfect instigator, the perfect competitor, the perfect champion? First and foremost, 50 is just a villain. Like some people are just villains. Some people are just always meant to be the bad guy. Explain that. Like explain that further. Um, I think there are just certain people in life where they thrive from being the negative energy. Everything that benefits them benefits them from being that negative energy. 50 Cent is one of those people who needs to, who is the negative. He's just born to be that. And that's how he wins. But like, think about what type of person this is, right? Like what type of like, yo, it's years later. I mean, this is somewhere like between upwards of 15 years later past this beef. Ja Rule's performing. He's living his life, you know, past the beef, you know, not, not really fucking with 50. 50s, he's just relentless. I'm thinking about him buying out the first 200 seats allegedly to Ja Rule's show, like front row. We've never really seen anyone like this before. And what he's doing is he's getting under your skin because now he's taking it to the, the psychology of it, right? Like, But like, why? And that's how it's supposed to be with, with beef. If we're talking about beef, yeah, that's how it's supposed to be. I like it. I like it. <laughs> I love it, actually. I love it. I love it. I love when it's not just rap. You know, you mentioned... um that being a part of the stuff you do, right? Like not necessarily beef, but being like, yo, you know how to needle a motherfucker. You know, like, yeah, yeah, you yeah, understand I, the I, constructs yeah. of beef really yeah, well. Yeah. What What have you learned from the fifty jaw beef? You gotta know. You gotta know how to get a motherfucker to respond. Hmm. So I tell people this: any issue, and, and you've seen some of them firsthand. Like any issue I've ever been in, I've never been the one to start it. I'm just going to. I'm going to push it to a level that the person who started didn't even know it was capable of going because you should have left me alone. I come in this almost like a 50. I come into this. I have, I'm a high school dropout with a GED. I was in the military. I don't have the college education. Also, I don't have the college education network that a lot of you guys were privy to. I don't have that. I come into this on my own scruples, I come into this saying, hey, I'm gonna just do this podcast and I'm gonna try mm-hmm. and and I'm, I'm gonna be honest about my opinions and if that pisses people off, that's okay. I knew I was gonna piss people off and I knew at some point pissing people off was going to cause them to respond. The minute you respond, you're already in a Venus flytrap. <laughs> because when you respond to me, everybody who had no idea who I was, now they know who I am. And now guess what? They're gonna come to my side and see that it's not just all this Oh, it's not just beef. It's, oh, this nigga is extremely uh, talented and we want to be fans of him now. You get what I'm saying? So I I took that from 50 straight up. Yeah. The task is the task. Yes. But when you can get, when you can pull someone out of their character and out of their world, and now they have to compete with you, Mm -hmm. you can still do the task while they're focused. Like you're looking at the task and they're looking at you. You, Because you're, because all the prestige walks out the door. 
I love the part of a beef where I get somebody so riled up that their friends say, yo, come on, why are you even responding to him? That's a that's that's above you. That's because I know sick, I got yo. you. You're I got sick. you. I got you. It's it's it and maybe I'm a sick, sick man, but that is the part of the game that I love. It's like chef's kiss. When you are able to make somebody come out of their way, and like you said, they are no longer fo- focused on the task. They are focused on you. And when you get that, you won because nothing they ever do will be focused on the task. It will always be focused on you. There's a point in time where Ja Rule stops making these hits because you mentioned he was Grammy, you know, he had Grammy, Grammy joints. Gra- Grammy nominated, he was, he was, MTV. He was getting all these. Yep. He was big. And then his music changes. Yep. And he shifts towards a more gangster image. I mean, like the New York video, it's him and the army fatigue. Very He's up by gritty. The bridge. Very gritty. Right? I got a hundred guns, a hundred clips. Nigga, I'm from New York. New York. But that's not what we had seen. I mean, half his music videos were on the beach or, you know, with the, you know, in the park with his, like, whoever the, um, or was the woman or, was singing on right, the song. Or, yeah, or it was like one of these movie influence inspired joints. Mesmerized had the grease influence. Like, it was one yeah. of these, but it was never street. If that's your gritty, cool. But don't try and come five, six years later by the bridge with the thermal. Like, no. It was the MC, yeah. ha- it was the MC Hammer on Death Row Effect. Hmm. It was pumps in the bump. And switching your, exactly. switching your, your shit up. Yeah. Here goes the thing. It's like boxing. You're so focused on not getting hit again. You're dropping your hands. You're not fighting your fight. That's why your, your, your corner, if you watch a boxing match, your corner, fight your fight. I think if, if Ja Rule just keeps putting out the lady records, he, he survives this. He survives this. Facts. Is rap different if Ja Rule wins this beef? Yeah, because if, if Ja Rule wins this beef, it's an L for all street rap. Because if Ja Rule beats it, Rap goes into what everybody was scared it was going to go into, into this LL, Ja Rule type of thing. Then it, it goes to the old adage of, yeah, man, rap ain't the same no more. You need it 50 to win this. There was like a reigniting or like a, a newfound respect for Jay-Z and Nas. Rough Rider is still putting out music. Dipset is still strong. Rockefeller, even on his way out, still strong. Street rap did end up taking a backseat regardless. But um, it does it even earlier if Ja Rule wins that. I love that you've thought about this so in depth. Um, this shit's nuts. Um, and your thought <laughs> process is fucking crazy. It makes, mad shit makes sense now. Actually, I got one more final. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Who's your favorite villain in hip hop today? Who? You know what? The answer's super easy because it, it came to mind. It's, he's my favorite villain, but I don't like him. Drake. Drake is my favorite villain, but I do not like him. I personally do not like him, (laughs) but he is the villain. He is the villain. Like he released the Tootsie Slide and I can't stop singing it. I can't stop listening to it. I'm doing the dance. Left foot up, right foot slide. Basically, I'm saying either way we about to slide. And I'm like, I hate this, but I love this record. And I didn't want him to win again. He is the guy that you don't want to win again, and he keeps winning, and he's cocky about it. He's the villain right now. Look at that. That's how he's being the villain. He's making somebody that dislikes him, respect him, and say, damn it, I'm here. My combo with Mouse got me thinking about something that's been getting a lot of attention on the internet these days. Nah, not the Tusi slide. 
talking about Instagram live battles between OGs and hip hop. Little John vs. T-Pain, DJ Premier vs. RZA, and Swiss Beats vs. Timbaland. Competitions between legends. So, it's only right that people have been asking for a battle between 50 Cent and Ja Rule. From the streets of Queens to multiple diss tracks and mixtapes, these two have been trading shots for decades. And as mediums change, so have their tactics. Whether it's 50 making fun of Ja Rule on Instagram posts or Ja clapping back on Twitter, this beef just continues to evolve with the times. I mean, the next major medium was virtual reality headsets. They'd beef there too. Honestly, even with the whole country shut down, I'm positive this beef will still be open for business. That's it for this week. To hear more from Mouse Jones, check out his podcast, Guys Next Door, and his new online show called Quarantine Nightly. And if you want to hear the music from this episode, including the shots traded on Wax between 50 Cent and Ja Rule, check out our playlist on Spotify. You'll hear songs like Wangsta, Living It Up, and New York. So search for Mogul Mixtape Playlist in the Spotify app and turn the volume all the way up. Coming up next week, you know, whether I have my own chicken coop or I have my own greenhouse for growing vegetables, or have my own lake where I'm able to fish. A guide from Ludacris on how to survive a doomsday. To hear Luda's episode, head over to Spotify, where you can listen to all future drops of the Mogul Mixtapes every Wednesday for free. Mogul is a production of Spotify and Gimlet Media. This episode is produced by Saeed Tijan Thomas and Gabby Bulgarelli. Our supervising producer is Matthew Nelson. Our editors are Lynn Levy, Caitlin Kenney, and Chris Morrow. Sound design and mixing by Haley Shaw. Music supervision by Matthew Boll and Liz Fulton. This episode was scored by Nana Quibena with additional music by So Wiley. Stay safe, and I'll see you all next episode. <laughs> <laughs>